0: Welcome to this episode of 60 Second Retail, a BDO podcast keeping you in the know on events and trends in the retail and consumer products industry impacting your bottom line in just a few short minutes.
1: Hello, my name is Natalie Cutler. I'm the national leader of the Retail and Consumer Products Industry Group at BDO USA. Welcome back to our show. In today's episode, we are going to review a topic recently featured in the new Future Proof Retail interactive platform. If you haven't checked us out, it's a fun and inform- informative way to explore technologies and evolutions in the retail industry we think will impact the way we do business 20 to 50 years into the future. And with us today is Anthony Ferguson, Audit Partner and National Industry Leader of the FinTech Group at USA. And Anthony's here to speak with us about what he thinks or how he thinks payment technology is going to advance over the coming years and what you can do today to future-proof your business. Welcome back, Anthony.
0: Oh, hi, Natalie. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be here.
1: Great. So there are a lot of really cool and, to be honest, a little scary payment technologies the retail industry is experimenting with right now. Which of these new technologies are you most excited about and which ones do you think are, are novice or, and, so, and which ones are really here to stay?
0: Yeah, great, great question, Natalie. You know, it's it's uh, it's interesting. The press does a great job of highlighting fantastic technologies when they arise, but if we just pause for a moment. You know, at least for many of us that are in the iPhone ecosystem, we already have some of these payment technologies thoroughly embedded in our life. Whether it's the facial recognition technology that's used to open the iPhone uh, or the, the facial recognition or finger technology used uh, to make a payment in the iPhone ecosystem, that's really all you know, this next cutting edge, next uh, evolution of payment technology that, that we see in the press. And then we see a number of retailers adopting uh, in various retail verticals around the country and, and internationally, actually. So a lot of it's still here. You know, the question was, what am I excited about? Um, what do I think is novel? Possibly it won't last. You know, I, I don't know if I could prognosticate on on each of those, but I will say this: I think the technology that we see in some in some form of biometric fashion, so facial recognition, palm recognition, fingerprint recognition, I think those are here. I think they're here to stay, and I think they're going to evolve and and become uh, a much greater part of the payment ecosystem for sure.
1: You know, when you and I first spoke about biometrics, and I'm like, there is no way people are gonna feel comfortable going to pay with their palm or going to pay with their face. And then as we continue to talk about this, and I realized, well, we already do that when we have Apple Pay. We just pay with 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 our own facial features. So we're actually a lot further along than than I thought. And and I think that's what made me even more anxious about all of this. So Sticking with the biometrics, you know, what do you think are the benefits to using the biometrics for both the retailers and the consumer?
0: So what's the goal of the payment process, right? It's to make it as easy as possible for customers to choose their form of payment and, and frankly, for relay retailers to execute on the transaction. Ease of execution, right? That's, that's the number one goal. Uh, and that's on top of a concept of security and reliability, right? So I really think that when we look at biometrics, it's interesting when you think about the the activity that's already in the marketplace. Who's using it and who's not, right? So to to your point, uh, it's it's really embedded in the Apple Pay system. But a couple of interesting observations, right? So. Right now, the biometric system a little easier to use. It's something that you already have your face, your voice, uh, fingerprint, palm print. So, 50 51% of online buyers use biometrics instead of passwords. One of the questions I think we have to ask is: So, what's going to move the 49% forward? The biometrics—is it some level of concern? Is it the security concern uh, that comes with uh, knowing that that your biometric information is is out there? Well, in many cases, it already is, right? And, and what I find even more interesting is some of the demographic uh, intricacies of, of who who's using this technology. Fifty one percent of Z- Gen Z customers use facial recognition to validate their on p- online purchases, so greater than half. Now, as opposed, 84% of baby boomers and seniors do not use uh, those type of facial recognition biometric authentication methods. So you really have a disparity between the use of biometrics and and the age cohort. So I think there's a couple things for retailers to solve here that are probably more societal, perhaps, than they are retailer-specific.
1: So... Until you pointed out to me that we are doing all of this already with our phones. I mean, I buy so many things just with my with my iPhone. And then I get annoyed that if something is not available to be to pay with Apple Pay, because then I have to pull out my credit card and and then do the whole transaction that way. So it's so interesting how in my mind I didn't put all those things together, but it really certainly is related to ease of use. But I think one of the things that I think about, and I'm sure other consumers think about, is the security aspect of all of this. Um, you know, as retailers continue to roll out these new payment methods, how do they continue to monitor this from a security perspective and and provide comfort to 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 the consumers?
0: Yeah, you know, and that's that's a, an evolving aspect of the biometric uh, ecosystem. It, I, I would tell you it's it has perhaps more emotional resonance, because it's different than a password, right? When you think about biometrics, you think about your facial recognition, you think about a thumbprint again. And these are items that, you know, uh, for, for our conversational purposes, once stolen, you know, you can't, you're not changing your face, you're not changing a fingerprint, right? So it's, it's a much more personal uh, inf- um, in- information. It's much more personal in its nature and-, and therefore perceived as more sensitive. And And there's a reaction to that. And-, and and probably those that are digital native, those that are younger are maybe more comfortable with that, while those that are older maybe are a little less comfortable. We saw that in the statistics I shared earlier. So I think information security, the security around this is very important. I, I think the-, the issues around it, though, are very consistent with the issues you see in Cybersecurity and data privacy, right now, you know, it's it's amazing. You mentioned, hey, having the option to to use biometric information and then not have it is frustrating, and probably a lot of consumers feel that. However, we saw recently with some press at a university here in, in uh, the Southern California area that invited a um, a online uh, retail payment processor. Uh, to handle all their p- payment processing for an event where it was biometric only. And that engendered even responses from uh, the student body here at this university that I'm speaking about, that they they were upset and disturbed about being in a situation where that was their only choice, right? So, you know, sometimes I think we're, we're dealing with, uh, you know, a large, broad and diverse population of consumers and it's gonna be a little ebb and flow and there's going to be concerns, and and certainly there's going to be stumbles, right? We have yet to see the first uh, large-scale circumstance in which biometric information was stolen, right? When that does occur, we're going to have to see how the marketplace reacts to it, how retailers, how the press reacts to it, and how how the uh, security partner reacts to it. And and that leads me to my final thought in response to your query. there. I think regardless What's really important, and it's important now with the payment processing information that the retailers currently have and the partners they have, is that you are tied up with a a strong partner, one that has a strong set of cybersecurity controls in place, has a high regard for data privacy and data security, and that you're constantly evolving in that relationship. It's not a static environment.
1: Great, great. I think that that's certainly top of mind for lots of consumers and, and retailers alike that um, as they continue to roll out new forms of payment that are biometric based. Well, thank you, Anthony. And if you have any questions for Anthony or myself on what we've covered in this episode, please reach out to us using the contact us form on our podcast landing page.